everybody. Welcome back. Target Cozy. The Cozy's came on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we're back again. Yes. I feel like every time I stumble on the word internet, just every single time, it just... Or, wait. And I think I get into my own head where I'm like, it's coming. I'm going to say internet and it's going to be wrong. And it then just kind of turns into one. What you, you So wait, you're trying to say we're back on the internet? Is that what I'm hearing? No, n- not that the phrase is wrong, just um, the coziest game room on the internet. I feel like I like slur uh, it, like I'm drunk every time. Like it just blurs like internet. The yeah. coziest game room on the internet. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I've never really thought about it now that we're actually like discussing like, oh, well. Yeah, huh. it's just kind of tough I to mean, say. Who knows? Well, um, it has always been your job, so I commend you for it. <laughs> and I respect you for it. Yeah, but we're here, Corey. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Had a solid week. I finished uh, Wheel of Time this week, and very nice. You know, I concluded The Sopranos a couple weeks ago. Now I finished this, and these are two monumental stories. I guess I would say that I feel very uh, moved and impacted by. Um, Yeah. Wheel of Time. I read like the last 300 pages in one day. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've seen there's some controversy on the end from like people, but I thought it wrapped up pretty well. Uh, very good. The last book was incredible. Um, I was reading like a Reddit post just talking um, and like seeing what other people were saying. And someone was like, it's, you know, and um, spoilers for Avengers Endgame when Cap uh, picks up Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. And like, uh-huh. it's like that just over and over again in the last book, like that kind of like uh, level of hype is happening right. constantly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, they, I know there's a sneak peek for the season two of the Amazon show. Uh, okay. I'm going to watch it after we get done here. And Very nice. uh, yeah, overall, just so good. So, so good. Very good. Well, that's exciting. How are, how are you? Ha. Oh, I'm good. Um, yeah, things are good. It's uh, the weekend and it's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> we got some family stuff. We we got little family stuff, little just like other, you know, whatever. It's the usual. Nothing exciting, but yeah. Same old, same old in the Monroe household. Oh, yeah. And uh, and the games, maybe. Who knows? The games. Um, yeah, everybody. Uh, today on this episode of Arcade Cozy, we are talking about a uh, Mario movie. The Mario movie, the oh, Super Mario movie, yeah. uh, by Illumination. A uh, trailer came out uh, this week, a couple of days ago. Um, we have thoughts about it. Um, after that, we're going to talk about more of Tunic. We're going to talk yes. about Overwatch Two, and then on the back oh, end of dope. the score, the episode, um, we are going to have a spoiler. Filled discussion on a uh, God of War Ragnarok and our predictions. God of War, which which for for clarification, not spoilers for Ragnarok because we don't know, um, yeah. but spoilers for 2018. Just in case you've never played it, 
Um, we'll go full in and talk about yes. what do we think is going to happen? What do we want to happen? Um, what are we excited might happen and could? Um, but yeah, Corey, uh, Mario movie. Yes. Start us off. You okay. you watched it. I did. How did you well, feel trailer. about it? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the trailer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plot twist. Um, no, it's uh, out the gate. Uh, animation looks phenomenal. Um, I think Jack Black as Bowser is going to steal the show. Um, yeah. I really uh, in it. I feel like they're setting up a pretty straightforward story. Bowser's going around just conquering lands and he's going to roll up to Peach's castle. It's going to be up to, you know, Mario and Luigi to save the day. And yeah, I mean, all overall look good. My only complaint is that wrapped uh, Chris Pratt and his awful Mario um, in the little like four or five second clip we got. I'm just like, Oh, I don't know if I can listen to this for an hour and 40 minutes just because it sounds too much like Chris Pratt, in my opinion. Yeah, um, which is, I mean, is about where I am. Like, I haven't really been, like, super excited about it, um, largely because of Chris Pratt. Like, Chris Pratt has a lot of stuff i don't really have an issue with chris pratt um if he's in something that's fine i've liked him in things i've not liked him so much in things um my main issue the entire time has just been i don't see the point in having chris pratt be mario um specifically i mean and maybe he doesn't want to do it but like charles martinet yep. the the voice of mario for since the beginning ever he he is also like he's credited as being in the movie. Yes. He's taking part in this. Why is he not Mario? Why is like I mean, man, maybe there was something, but like to me, it seems like it's just it's trying to latch on some star power, like trying to put that yeah. name out front. That oh, it's Chris Pratt. Because if you put oh, it's Charles Martinet, well, a lot of people don't know who that is, so that's a very difficult thing to bill as like. Well, Mario's the central character, but his actor is billed so low in that. Like, that's the only thing that I can think of. And that's a bummer because, yeah, like, I mean, in the couple of seconds, it doesn't sound bad. It just sounds like Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Kamek and Bowser, like, they sound legitimately like... Yes. I mean, you if you think about it, you can see Jack Black doing Bowser, but it's like it doesn't it's sound tough. like it's not like you're watching School of Rock. It's yeah. not like you're watching Nacho Libre whenever you're sitting there. You're like he's he's doing Bowser. He just happens to be Jack Black. Chris Pratt is doing Chris Pratt. He just happens to be Mario. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the um I don't know. That's the only thing that's putting me off is, you know, I think I like the direction of it. Like, um, I like illumination as a studio, mm-hmm. like yeah. even just recently watched, um, minions two and the minions movies are good. Like They're I like them a lot. Really I like their, good. right. It's the dreamworks of the yeah. age. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I like the direction of it. I like the humor in the trailer, but 
Still not sold on Chris Pratt as Mario. I just can't really feel it. And back to the Charles uh, Martinet, um, like I, the idea is simply, you know, Chris Pratt's a big name to lead the movie, but also like almost the entire world knows what Mario sounds like. Almost anyone above the age of, I would say, six knows almost everyone. There's yep. maybe let's go nine uh, knows what Mario sounds like. You know, the it's a me, a Mario. Over- I mean, right. that's awful. No, that's pretty um, good. I like it. But, I like it. Uh, well, thank you. Uh-huh. Um, but so why not go with like what is Mario is one of the, is arguably, I don't think actually it's arguably, he is the most recognized name face in video games along yep. with the voice that has made it iconic for three, four, no, four decades, five decades now, however long it's been. Um, how long has Mario been in existence? Since anyway. the eighties. So four decades now. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's sorry. Was eighty two? Okay, so forty years of Mario. There we go, right? Oh, wait, Super no. Mario. Is it 50? Is it? It's forty. It's not fifty. Sorry, I'm freaking out right now. You know, time, okay. Time's a construct. You know, <laughs> time's a flat circle. Nineteen eighty five. Okay, 1985. Okay. Yeah. So almost uh, 40 years. So, uh, but why not go with like what has made him so famous and so iconic for almost 40 years? Um, I, it, you know, I, I just, I feel like he's getting shafted. Like he's getting the short on the stick. He's done. He's carried the boulder all the way up the hill. And he's trying to set it down on top of the mountaintop. And there's Chris Pratt planting his flag there saying, look, it's a me, Chris Pratt. And it's stupid. He's going to say it just like that. Yeah. (laughs) I I just, I feel bad for Martin. I just feel like he's done. He deserves the chance to be this character on the big screen. He does. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It's, um. It's a weird thing. I like, I mean, it's, I have hope that it'll be good because Nintendo puts a lot of care into this kind of stuff and Mario is a very beloved thing. Um, So who knows? It could be, maybe, maybe that is the only line that Mario speaks in the entire movie is what we saw in the trailer. And maybe he never talks again. And it's Outside the best of, uh, movie. It's We've <laughs> as he bounces on mushrooms. <laughs> right. Over and over and over again. For also, if there's not a line about Gabagool, I'm going to riot in the theater. <laughs> you and your wife alone, I'm sure. No, the entire internet will. Oh, we need, the entire one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need the Gabagool. I uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well. I've just watched too much Sopranos. <clears throat> yeah, you have. Well, um. When does it come out? April? Is that right? April 7th. Yeah. Okay. Um, so pretty soon, yeah. relatively. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Corey, um, what have you been playing this week? I've uh, uh, been playing more Tunic, um, and I've been playing some Overwatch 2. And so I will leave it to you for which one we uh, take up to bat first. Um, let's talk about Tunic. <clears throat> so you have you finished Tunic? I have not. Um, okay. 
Mainly because I got caught up playing Overwatch too. But I what? am. You mean crying. waiting in line to play Overwatch too? What? Yeah, yeah that really. <laughs> um, but I am at I think the end of the area to pick up the uh, the last gem of the three. Okay. I think um, the, the tail <clears> of that. Okay, so you not. I'm not going to spoil things, but you have more of the game than you think. Um, if that's where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, I finished the game earlier sure. in the week. Um, I didn't do, I say finished. I didn't do. So, so basically like there's a lot of stuff that you can do even yeah. outside of the main story. Oh, yeah. There's like this big, mountain door that's mysterious that mm-hmm. you want to open just instinctually there um some other i won't say what but they're like hidden treasures and they're like other hidden secrets and things and all of the things being found in the manual pages um okay. so i ended up doing like there was a collection of things that i ended up getting all of i got all of the manual pages I did the mountain door. Okay. So I did a lot of like big stuff, but there were some hidden treasures that I didn't do. Um, and this, like by the end of it all loved tunic, loved tunic to death, but I did walk away with like a couple of points notched down. I think for just how like obtuse tunic could be at times because Mm -hmm. like, Again, if you listen to last week's episode, like Tunic is very, like, it's very old school in this sense where it's like so much of the game is reliant on you referencing the internal manual Mm -hmm. and not just the manual, but like these like pseudo handwritten notes in the margins and stuff that's like not even written, but stuff that's in the background of the Mm -hmm. manual and all of these different kind of things. And you're having to piece this stuff together. And there were a lot of times where, like, specifically, even just in the environment, like, maybe because of the perspective, or maybe I'm just really dumb, but, like, more than, more than, like, four or five times, I would be struggling to figure out where to go, and I would know, like, I would look at the manual, or I'd look at the map, and be like, this is where I'm supposed to go, isn't it? And it would take me going back and forth forever. And then it would just end up being like some, there just happened to be some passage in between like this, like this obscured passage where it was like, oh, you're supposed to like go into this crack in between these two rocks or whatever. And it was that way. There's a place at the beginning of the game where you like right before you ring the first bell where it's like, to get to the bell, you have to do these things. And I like beat the boss and did the things. And then it was like, well, where, how am I supposed to get there? Like, I see these stairs over here. How am I supposed to get to them? And it was like, oh, you're supposed to like loop behind this bush and go up, <laughs> go up the stairs or whatever. And it was like, maybe I was like really dumb, but it was like, it kept happening where it was like stuff in the environment, like seemed like it was, there was a reliance on like, okay, like really look, but stuff was like, a little too hidden or a little Mm -hmm. bit too difficult to tell what was supposed to like have your attention. And I ran into some of the same stuff with the book where it was like, 
not to get into too many spoilers, but there's like a big central kind of side puzzle that requires a lot of like referencing the manual, like right. requires you like really kind of flipping through the pages and referencing a lot of different things. And I went through and did what I thought was correct, plugged in the puzzle and got nothing. And then kind of like went through again, plugged it in, didn't work. And like finally, after a number of times and trying to consult it and everything, I looked up like I wasn't looking up specifically, but I was trying to reference some of the things I wasn't sure about. And I went to look up the solution and it was like I had it pretty near exactly, but there were a couple of things in the manual that were like just a little too obscure to where Mm -hmm. it was like I just misinterpreted it. Or like just miss saw it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even something like I had it right, quote unquote. Again, it's like something that if you haven't, have you done any of the Holy Cross stuff, Corey? Uh, I think so. Okay. Um, so you'll kind of know potentially what I'm talking about then, but like, I'm not going to give anything away, but yeah, I mean like the way that you're kind of keying in this puzzle Um, was just like, I was doing the right things, but there were a couple of notes in there that were making me like confused as to what was the right thing, if that makes any sense. And so it was stuff like that where it was like, I like, I really loved the, just like how unique so much of that stuff was. I mentioned last week, like the witness, the witness had that where it was Mm -hmm. like, Sometimes, yeah, there were all these panels that had puzzles and stuff, but sometimes there were actual puzzles where it was like, there's a puzzle hidden in the clouds and you would have to solve it. Like you'd look up at the sky and you'd just be like, that kind of looks like a puzzle. Let me see if I can like solve it. And you'd like draw the line and stuff and then be like, puzzle. And you'd be like, yay, I did it. And there was stuff like that in Tunic where it was like, it's just hidden. Like if you're really paying attention to what's going on, there's so much secret, hidden, cool stuff. But it was like sometimes it felt like it was just a little, little too obtuse or just a li- not quite clear enough that even if you were looking the answer straight in the face, you could still mistake it for something else. And I know that's kind of a trapping of the of that kind of like old thing. And that's kind of, you know, um, and by and large, that's more a complaint for some of the that was largely why I didn't do a lot of the hidden treasure stuff, because I was like, there's no way like. I'm going to spend hours trying to like decipher this. And then I might also still just be wrong (laughs) whenever I'm doing it. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make that big push. Um, But no, I, I loved it as a game, like legitimately love this kind of like this kind of thing played well, really enjoyed it. Really like loved. I mean, the story's like relatively, minimal um mm-hmm. a lot of the storytelling is done through like the world and the lore and all that kind of stuff but um yeah i i really enjoyed it had a great time with it so nice i mean uh i'm still digging it. i think i have uh a lot of the same thoughts that you do there um i currently on my way to get that third one i ran into a little spot of like where do i go kind of like walking right. around like What's what's going on? Like, I think I'm going the right way, but I hit a dead end and I go back and I don't see any other way to go. And, and then it's like, oh, OK, there's a route. Uh, oh, wait, why is it back there? Kind of a thing. Um, yep. 
I find uh, the art style still just in- impeccable. It's it's so oh, yeah. good. Uh, I think my point on combat still stands. I think it does get. It has some like insane difficulty spikes, in my opinion. Where yeah. it's like, okay, moving along, like, oh, this is easy peasy, ain't no problems. Like the uh, the second boss fight, I'm, that was a gargantuan leap in difficulty, in my opinion. Um, that's just me, though. Yeah. Um, well, let me let me just say, Corey, um, you did it first try. Yeah, go ahead and flex. No, no, not even that. I'm I'm saying. Uh, uh, just you may wait. not get excited about some of the later bosses. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> some of those were tough. I mean, it's. I find. I just find the combat. I think a two hairs too slow at times for you as a character. Where I find some of the other bosses to be two hairs too fast, and all of a sudden we're at we're in a four point like swing. All of a sudden of like, okay, whoa. Um, yeah. It's not to say that you're gonna. I think if people play it and they reach these points that they'll beat their heads against the wall, but it is something just to know of like, Oh, all of a sudden, like there will be a extreme spike and it kind of comes out of left field every now and then, or it's not even a boss half the time, but sometimes it's just an area where it's like, no, there's 12 enemies there and good luck, you know, knocking, taking them all out kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, But still, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, I, I think I do agree with the knocks of it. There's a little too, if it could just add a, a, like a, you know, when you're driving and you've been going a long time and you don't really have hands on the wheel, you just kind of have your thumb in the left corner or like whatever it is that you do to just keep the steering yeah. wheel straight. It's yeah. one of those things where if the tunic doesn't have anything on the wheel at times, it's just going and you're just yeah. along for the ride. Sometimes it it could do if they could just put their thumb there just to add a little bit of guidance just to keep you on the straight. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it definitely is. And I said it last week and still agree. like, it definitely is a game that expects you to have like some level of knowledge yes. of just games in yes, general. Yes. Um, and that only like continues, like obviously you're learning things, but it continues as you're going along. Um, but even still, like, even if you don't like, I think the world in general and just the explorative, I mean, it's very old school Zelda and just the, like that nature of it, I think is inviting and can be inviting for people. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I think, yeah, I think if you like old school Zelda games, especially definitely play it. Um, give it a try. If you liked Death's Door, you might yes, also like it. I agree. It's very similar in that regard. If you like cute animals and bright, oh, vivid colors. Yes. Isometric, uh, low-poly graphics. Um, mm-hmm. It's all you, man. Um, all so, yeah, you if you like quest markers, then no. No, 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 no. It's no, not no, you. No. But <laughs> If you like maps uh-huh. that tell you exactly where you're at in the map relative to where the end is, this is for you because it has yeah, a lot of yeah, those, which it does. is actually extremely helpful. Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, Corey, but you mentioned at the start, you've been playing Overwatch 2. I have. And how uh, has that been going for you? <laughs> well, when you account for the hour and a half long waits to get in to play the game, mm, the yep. failure to merge my account. Oh, and the lack of 
heroes have accessible, I would say, yeah, it's actually kind of fun. Um, <laughs> it, it's more Overwatch, and more Overwatch isn't a bad thing. Um, yep. I do, I think I, because we played together the other night, and I think I also texted you a little bit afterwards. I think this is one of the worst launches I've seen in terms of like a multiplayer game, and especially coming off of a pre established game essentially like this there isn't a ton of difference between overwatch and overwatch 2 in my opinion and so to see how rough the transition has been is kind of mind-boggling at times to log in and be like you are q number 5999 in line i'm like i'm just I'm not going to play. Sorry. I don't have 12 hours to wait to play yep. at 4 a.m. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, initial thoughts. You, you give me yours and then we can get into the meat. Yeah. Um, yeah. For anybody that doesn't, isn't aware. Um, yeah. Overwatch or Blizzard, Overwatch 2 had like huge issue. They launched um, at like relevant to us, like 3 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday and immediately got hit with a DDoS attack, which, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, for to, to break it down even further, is a denial of service, um, essentially, like, hacking method that just, like, slams, like, shreds through the servers and just, like, makes it nearly impossible for things to function as they're mm-hmm. supposed to. Um, so right as people are trying to hop on and play this game and they're launching it, they're also trying to field it from that end. And um, so there were massive issues, people not being able to get on. I tried um, even that evening and it was like, I think I maybe got on at some point, but it was after waiting a very long time after disconnecting multiple times. Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was a mess. Um, and yeah, and then once you finally did get in, it was possible that you could get disconnected and then start back in the queue. You, maybe you got in there and you had played hundreds of hours of previous Overwatch, but it showed you had played none. So you had Mm -hmm. no heroes unlocked and you're having to go through tutorials and trainings and everything. Um, the... And and I think there's also, like, even though I think in most people's heads, it's like, okay, this stuff will iron out. There was some in my head that was like, I mean, what, like, how much, how much should I play? Because if I play too, if I play, is my account, like, could my account get kind of like mixed up and stuff not merge correctly? And then like, I don't get my stuff. Like, I, I, I don't really know. I mean, it's kind of like a big moving thing. Um, so I still like dabbled, but I wasn't like super like gung ho to try and get in and play. Mm. Um, that being said. They have since, like, they're still dealing with stuff, but they've since kind of stabilized it. It's a lot easier to get in. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're waiting on your merge. My merge happened, so all of my, like, old cosmetics, all of my old, like, history, everything is there, um, which makes me happy. It was, you know, I know it's, it's all just digital goods and stuff, but, like, I've put in three to 400 hours of, Overwatch and so seeing like my vast collection of skins and things just kind of like hanging out in there was kind of nice to see. Yeah. Um, so, oh, good times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it isn't for me, like I wasn't, I wasn't like super put off by it just because, I mean, partially because I've been in Blizzard launches before. Like I've played, um, 
even beyond like expansions, like there've been, whenever I would play World of Warcraft, there would sometimes be big patches. So they would, whenever, I, I would assume they still do it this way, but like when I was playing World of Warcraft, every Tuesday was a maintenance day and they would start maintenance at like eight or nine and it would run till like one or two in the afternoon. Right. Um, and so some, and that was whenever they'd implement like big patches or right. like an expansion would launch or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes like it wasn't out of the ordinary for you to hop on like after some patch and it's like you're running at like four frames and things are just like you're getting disconnected constantly. And it's just this like huge like poo-poo show and, um, you know, and that wasn't super common, but especially with expansions, whenever you'd have that load of people, just tons of people flooding in, going to the same content, it was like crashing, huge queues, all this kind of stuff, just because it's like, it's millions of people just flooding in to play this thing at once. Um, So it wasn't like, whenever I was, whenever that was going on, I was like, okay, I was like, this is reminiscent (laughs) what what i remember like it wasn't out of the ordinary it was just unfortunate for them that they also had this massive i imagine they were probably pretty well set for it um and i imagine that attack really did it did them in yeah right so all right well with that being said i mean (laughs) <laughs> think about it dude i mean um yeah sorry i um i'm enjoying it like it's definitely so it's been it's been a while since i've played overwatch in any sort Same. of like serious capacity even whenever i did a lot of times it was just i'm hopping in for some arcade matches mm-hmm. to do like to get some loot boxes to get some seasonal skins like i wasn't mm-hmm. playing a ton of like ranked mode i wasn't like i was mainly just kind of like checking in to -hmm. do it um so like it's kind of it's interesting getting back in because it's like my first couple of games there was like this weird dichotomy where it was like part of me feels like i have no idea what i'm doing and like i was trying to remember button presses and stuff like even just simple things but then like the movements and the rhythms of the characters though like felt very natural where i was like oh yeah i know like you know i go in as moira i know how to launch myself up into the air as moira i know these like i know this angle to throw my biotic orb so that it's really just bouncing in there we're not losing it it's just healing everybody up we're going um stuff like that like it was just it came back and like and that's the biggest thing like good or bad Overwatch 2 is Overwatch. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's significant changes and all this kind of stuff to some of the characters and the structure of things, but, like, it's Overwatch, for better or worse. And, you know, it's, like... And I'm interested to see, like... I'm mainly interested to see, like, what... In what capacity it evolves and changes. Mm -hmm. And I think, like... I mean, battle passes and stuff can be weird. But I think for, like when given the option between, okay, we're going to do loot boxes, we're going to do battle pass. I'm glad that they went that direction Mm -hmm. just because like, it does give you that goal to work toward. Cause I mean, it was always hard. Like whenever you're playing, cause I think it's said for me that I was level like 350, whatever, because of 
was like, because you know how it would have yeah. like, it would cycle over and you'd get a star after every hundred levels. So I was like level 50 something with three stars. Yeah. Um, and so like played plenty of levels, but like after a certain point, like you're not unlocking things. <laughs> you're, no. I mean like every level you're getting a loot box, but it wasn't like that loot box could be garbage. There's nothing there. <laughs> and then like if you're not playing during a seasonal event, it's like, well, I have all these skins. I'm just getting like sprays and stickers and stuff. Like what's the what, what am I working toward? Really? Right. Um, and so like having the battle pass there is kind of like a nice incentive where, okay, like maybe you're not really feeling doing ranked mode and climbing up the ranks and doing that kind of stuff, but you can still kind of like tune in yep. and be like, okay, well, I really do want this mythic skin. Yeah. Um, which I'm also really kind of into like the idea. I don't know if you've looked at the mythic Genji skin very much, but like <clears throat> it's a, like it's a customizable skin where you oh, can like yes. change, yes, change the face on it, change the yeah. color of it, change like the tattoos on his body. And it's like, okay, that's pretty neat. That's a, that's a pretty neat yeah. incentive to go for. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's a neat structure for them to, I think, continue giving you reasons to get back in and play, which is usually kind of my big thing with games like this is like, um, I want something to kind of work toward. I want to check something off. Um, whether it's, you know, I mean, it could be something like Golden Guns or it could be like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's always something. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see, and I'm also really interested to see like how some of their seasonal stuff mixes up. Like new seasonal content, if it's changes, if they just pop out Junkenstein's Revenge again, then yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna walk, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they also have the PVE content that's supposed to yeah. be coming. Um, that's supposed to be really interesting. I'm. You know, I'm excited about that. Um, they've done some PvE content in the past with some of their seasonal events, like the Uprising mm-hmm. event and things like that. Um, that's always been really cool. So, you know, we'll see. But um, I'm hopeful and I'm excited that, like, Overwatch is Overwatch. Like, I mean, I, I think it was entirely possible that it could come out and just be like, well, this just, it feels like a six-year-old game. Yeah. Like, that's, I... That's not great. Like it feels relevant. It feels fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, it's exciting because Overwatch was at one point, like one of my favorite games. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that it's there and going and doing new stuff, that's exciting. So nice. Uh, I think I've have similar or I'm thinking along the similar lines as you are in terms of it's more Overwatch, which is a good thing, but they definitely tweaked enough of it so far to where it feels new at the same time. The yeah. most of the characters have been reworked, retooled, or have something slightly different about them um, right now, enough to where it changes the dynamic of gameplay a considerable amount. Um, just, you know, an example, if you uh, were a previous player, uh, I think Arissa, um, who it was a kind of a tank. Uh, not kind of was a tank before, but was very um, 
trying to not very mobile was very meant to yep. like hold a certain point before as now they've removed her shield. They've now turned it into a similar like diva bullet absorption thing she does. And she now has a javelin instead of doing her, uh, what I would say pretty OP like shoot and like pull a character like off the map or in this whole, um, ability. Um, yeah. which that right there, that one rework, I, you have seen so much more Arissa in Overwatch 2 yeah. than I think you ever saw an original Overwatch, just because now she is a aggressor tank. She is not meant to hold a point or a payload. She is meant to attack it. She is meant to now, like, you're on the front foot with her instead of trying to be holding your ground. Uh, and so that simple change right there has just... I've so far from what I've seen in my games has changed the entire gameplay and balance of right there. All of a sudden there is a very, very aggressive tank along with Junker Queen, who is a very aggressive tank that they've introduced. Um, and I think that's a great thing. I think them continuing, continuing to rework heroes. I think continuing throughout Overwatch two of making consistent updates to heroes and changing out their toolkits or I still don't know if it's coming down the line or if that's still going to be a thing where they showed off potentially like different loadouts for heroes. Um, I think that'd be a great way to all of a sudden they've now like overwatch is very, very like, you know, strategy team based because now there can be a soldier 76 who has like three different loadouts instead of like a heal thing. He now does like extra damage when he tosses down his little thing. If you're in the circle or he shoots out three rockets instead of like the one big, uh, three, one, you know, have like three in the chamber, stuff like that, I think can make overwatch two very, very fun and successful. And I think they've have the groundwork to continue doing that. And they've shown again, I don't know if that's still coming down the line with those other like loadouts, I think something like that would be incredible for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, overall, I think it's great. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, the server thing was uh, very frustrating, but it seems to have worked itself out now. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to see like what more they're going to do with it. And like, I think in today's day and age of like how, because Overwatch came out and then it was like the craze of Fortnite and Battle Royales and XYZ. Those really, really pushed, um, I think, cooperative multiplayer into a whole new era almost. Like, uh, there's, you know, the big meme of like, all right, boys, where are we dropping kind of a thing? Like, you would have multiple yep. groups of people online at once to where I think you could see Overwatch 2 having multiple groups of people online at once. And mm-hmm. they have the opportunity to make this like bigger than it ever was before, which is saying a lot considering like Overwatch League was ginormous when it initially launched and kind of tailed mm-hmm. off with Steam um, due to, i.e., Fortnite or um, I think really just Fortnite. I mean, Rocket League has also been just a massive, massive uh, online multiplayer game, too. That's kind of taken a yeah. little bit of its steam. Well, and also, um, yeah, I mean, and also Blizzard has their controversy stuff and everything. So, you know, it's been kind of a, like, it's been a number of things that have kind of brought it down. I feel like over the years, um, to kind of like, not quite as hype as it used to be. Um, plus 
I mean, Riot is kind of running the gambit now where, you know, they've had League of Legends for years that has like been the like preeminent esports kind of game. And now they have Valorant and now they're mm-hmm. just like hopping in. They're going to have a fighting game yeah. and they're going to do all these different. Um, so, I mean, that's also part of it where, I mean, Riot also has plenty of issues, but yeah. Riot's also like with arcane and with all of the mm-hmm. stuff that they're doing, that's like legitimately cool. Mm-hmm. I think people are kind of being able to rally behind that and be like, well, you know, I'm kind of into this. Well, I am blizzard right now. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, um, I'm excited to see what kind of goes and we'll have these conversations in the future. Gory. Yes. yes um, this yeah. will be evolving conversation. I imagine. Oh yeah. Arcade. Overwatch, Overwatch, cozy edition. Oh, also, because we ran into the issue the other night. When is PlayStation launching their uh, like Discord friendly like uh, party chat? Because that's been talked about for a while. Uh, I don't know. Honestly, don't know. Hmm. I know it's coming. I think down the line. We had issue the other night, so we were just on Discord while we were playing together. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I know that's supposed to be coming down the line. Oh well, when it does, it'll be cool. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey, have you been playing anything else? Uh, I'm still on my uh, Heart Gold uh, run on my DS. Oh yeah, uh, that's going pretty good. I'm really still it, every. I, I talked about it before, and I'm. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but every time I turn it on and I, I hear the DS music and I hear the Pokemon music from uh, heart gold and which is gold. I, I just feel like a kid every single time. I'm just like a small little child in the back of my parents' car, uh, on my game boy color with a little attached light to it. So I can see my screen at night and I'm just playing Pokemon. And it, yep. it just really warms my heart right now. Very nice. Um, I love it. I do catch Pokemon and assign them jobs based on uh, HMs. Um, okay. Fun fact. Yeah. And so yeah. uh, it's like my Rattata, its name is job equals cut or. <laughs> <laughs> like this Poor name. Rattata. Yeah. Um, I just felt like. That's something I've done, uh, and I just thought it'd be funny. You to could bring just up. be named Todd, and you could just be like, in your mind, remember, oh yeah, Todd is my my lawn care specialist. Like, no, you don't have to go that literal with it. Todd is my Growlithe. Okay. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I I'm gotcha. not kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, you have some thoughts i'm sure i have fewer but um there was a pokemon trailer that came out like a 15 minute thing yeah um how'd you feel about it um it was good the only reason i don't really have many thoughts is just because i didn't really watch it so i'm i just have i'm less sure of what was going on i'll I'll give you a quick breakdown then um they showed off uh some battle mechanics uh catching uh the 
terrestrialized. I believe that's the word. I'm not, I don't know if I'm getting that right, but they're like crystal form. They showed off what catching a Pokemon like that looks like. Um, it looked stiff. That's how I was kind of in the pre-show. I was describing it to you. Um, it just comparing, I'm basing it off of legends because that's really the only basis we have for this style of game, in my opinion. Um, and that looked a little bit more freer than this. And this, it might just been like the, you know, scripted thing that they were showing, but it just looked like, oh, there's this Pokemon way off over there and we're running. Now I'm going to get to it. It doesn't seem like the, it didn't look like there's going to be an abundance of Pokemon roaming in Legends, which it's not the right. worst thing. Um, they did show what it looks like to send your Pokemon out to like do like go fight, you know, go level up, stuff like that, um, where you don't have to as well. And it looks like it just runs like a AI simulated like quick battle almost. It looks like it takes a couple seconds and it would take whatever like the X average of damage it would be and X and said fight kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, yep. Which is kind of cool. It, might, it makes grinding infinitely easier if you don't want to have to do that. Uh, they showed off, you know, customizing your character, like picking out your hair, eye color, stuff like that, which is stuff that you got to do in uh, Legends, but this looks a little bit more detailed, a little bit more in-depth and more fun, I would say. They're giving you more options, it seems. Um, and then they showed off what it's like uh, going into one of, like, the D-Bag Kids group um, hideout, whatever you want to call it. Um, okay. How it's essentially kind of like gym battles. Like you have to, you go in with three Pokemon and you're going to fight these. You have to get through these three trainers and then like the final like cool kit boss. They didn't show exactly what that looked like because they're on a Mad Max like car and all this whatnot. And I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, you'll see what that's okay. like when the game comes around. But apparently that <laughs> seems to be one of the like three storylines that they've talked about is resolving that issue with the school. Um, or at least that's what they hinted at. And then they showed what doing a raid would be like as well. Um, Overall, I think it looked pretty cool. They're just kind of showing off different mechanics, stuff like that. Um, I, yeah, I'm very excited for it. Still looks good. My only complaint is that it just looked a little stiff, maybe too scripted, might be the word for what they were showing. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's just kind of okay. how it felt. Very nice. Yeah. Very, yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? I always like, there were plenty of people like going into sword and shield who were like not super convinced of it and also still didn't like sword and shield, but sword and shield became one of my favorite Pokemon games. So I am regardless of like whatever the direction they take, I always have fun with mm-hmm. a traditional Pokemon. So I am excited about it. Yes. Yeah, I'm very, very excited. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to lap it all up. It's going to be good. Yeah, I declare yeah. it. <laughs> well, Corey, I declare that it's time for us to take a break. And oh, then when okay. we come back, we're going to talk about God of War 2018 and its sequel, God of War Ragnarok, that is coming in a mere month. One month One from month. now, Corey. It, um, a new God of War will hit our, hit our tables with a slam as loud and deep as concrete um but yeah we're gonna talk about it right after this and we're back Corey yes. um 
God of War 2018. You enjoyed it, correct? Yes, boy. Love <laughs> it. Um, so God of War Ragnarok comes out in about a month. It does. And if you didn't know, it is a sequel to God of War 2018 that came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to talk about what we think might actually happen in God of War Ragnarok. Um, and so you're aware, this is based on things that happened, Gar- potentially happened in God of War spoilers. Right. So if you haven't played God of War, um, you know, it's it's been a while. You've had, like, there's plenty of accessibility, but we want to be cognizant that some people have not. So if you have not, just be aware. This is spoiler-filled. If you haven't played God of War, just don't listen to it. Come back. Come back after you have, and then just see. Yeah. See what we're talking about. Um, just watch us yeah. be right. <clears throat> yeah, watch us be right. Um, Corey, lead us off. Um, so what, I mean, broad picture scope. What is, I guess, let's put it this way. What do you... What would you, what's a way to put this? What would need to happen in God of War Ragnarok for you to be just over the moon excited? Like, this is just like, this is the direction that this goes. This would be the best case scenario. Like, this is where you want it. What would that be? I don't know if I've thought of that. Uh, how about okay. give me some general thoughts then okay give, no, give no, me no, like, I'll, what you, I'll answer that i'll answer that <laughs> the reason why i don't think i thought of that is because i've been god of war 2018 sold me so much on the story that they crafted and that they told uh-huh. that it's one of those things of like i trust them i don't know if there's another studio in gaming right now i trust more than studio santa monica in terms of to deliver yeah. a sequel if that makes sense to for, okay. for what is their magnum opus almost. Yeah. Um, so, but with that, I think like what it, it's one of those things where this isn't a last of us, the last of us two, where I don't know if last of us two justified like the, itself being a sequel. That's just my opinion. Um, with how the last of us ended specifically, that is, it's like, you could have cut that yeah. off. Right there, there didn't like. I'm glad there was another game made for it, but you didn't have to make one. God of War 2018 right. ends with there has to be a sequel. Like the story yep. is untold. You have pissed off Thor because spoilers, you killed both of his sons, um, right? Very violently, by the way, um, and not by accident. <laughs> well, and to your credit, you only kill one. Your son technically kills the other. Yeah, but so both. The, so. But yes, um, <laughs> Atreus or big spoiler again, Loki uh, kills the other. Right. Um, and yeah, it's the story of what will be Thor's vengeance and most likely Odin's vengeance. Because I'm telling you right now, ain't no way. Well, uh, I don't know honestly because. I'm going to say, ain't no way like Thor's walking away from this fight with Kratos. I mean, they could both easily take each other out, but that's a topic for in a couple, in a bit. Um, yep. What it would, I think a, a set conclusion, I mean this um, kindly, or I don't know how I mean this actually, but a set conclusion for Kratos. 
Um, I feel like, in my opinion, we reached the end of Kratos' journey at the end of God of War 2018. We went from a raging mountain, like, yeah, just a bottle of anger and rage from the old PS2 to PS3 Kratos to him causing the apocalypse in um, the Greek god world to hating and despising everything he is and what his son is to eventually growing into acceptance of what they both are and hoping to do better. His story is over, in my opinion. And from yeah. what the trailers, he understands it's over too, because um, uh, Atreus is talking with him, and it was like, "You don't believe any of this, like, you know, uh, like what are you know what are you doing?" He was like, "I don't believe any of it. I'm still here. I'm still following you." It's like it feels like Atreus is the main character by that comment now. Like yeah. you will be playing as Kratos, and most likely Atreus as well. That is a prediction I have is we we will play as Loki slash Krat or Atreus in this game for probably a decent portion. Um but the agency is on is not on Kratos this game. I right. if Kratos has a permanent send-off, I think uh, that's what I you never want to see like the main characters pass but i think seeing that would be a a good send-off and step into the what's the rest of the series is like what is what's next for atreus loki is there a next for atreus loki kind of a thing like i think yeah. it would feel too cyclical if ragnarok ends with atreus loki passing away and kratos bouncing off to egypt as like, because they've shown there's the Egyptian gods, or I believe it's the Japanese uh, gods as well. I think it would yep. f- it would feel too cyclical if like his son passed again and he just dips somewhere else. In my opinion, I feel like this has yep. to be a conclusion for him in some shape or form. Um, even if he doesn't die, like retiring him of like I will be yep. here if you need me, boy, and. Um, then like post game world you're running around as Loki Atreus kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What I mean, if you were to place money on it, what would you say is at the end of God of War Ragnarok is Kratos alive? Is he not alive? I go seventy thirty. He's he's dead. Okay. Yeah. Well, I say that spoilers for twenty eighteen. I'm done saying that. Um, at the end. Um, of that game when they're looking at the mural you know, Atreus is saying the Giants knew we were going to take this journey like they've written out all the steps of like we were going to take which brings into times of construct what does the name mean um, right. but at the end of those murals it shows Atreus holding Kratos' body um, as some sort of smoke coming out of his mouth or my personal uh, theory opinion is that um, it's the world serpent Kratos doesn't die, yep. but does die and becomes the world serpent and is sent back in time. And that is why he hates Thor because Thor is going to do some jacked up shit in this game because it's Thor and Thor Norse mythology sucks a big old, you know what? Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, that's, um, I think he dies, but ends up as the world serpent. 
So, and is retired yeah. in that form. <laughs> so, for to get a little bit of like Norse mythology housekeeping out of out of the way on that, like in like traditional Norse mythology, Jormander. Loki. Right. Well, I mean, Jormungandr um, is the world serpent. Mm-hmm. In the original like mm-hmm. Norse mythology, Loki is the father of the world serpent, of Fenrir, Fenrir of Hell. Um, Hell. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's he fathers all of these different characters. And so it is a thing where, like, on the one hand, okay, Atreus, Loki, he's very obviously a child. Mm-hmm. Um, he has hopefully not had any sort of relations at this point in his, in his life. Um, well, continue. Sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Um, he's, he's in a very, like he, it's very clear, like, okay, there's, there is an offset there. Mm -hmm. Like plenty of, plenty of like suggestion to the fact that like he is Loki, that they recognize each other. And so it is a very like, big thing to like and also in in lore like the world serpent is like caught in this battle with thor and sent back in time and it's Mm -hmm. this whole like thing and so there's there's enough there to suggest okay like yeah world serpent you know loki's the daddy and uh you know all of these things potentially being like a a cycle of sorts Mm. which in general i mean that is the whole like that's kind of the whole Norse thing yeah. is this like, you know, has Ragnarok happened? Is it going to happen? Like Odin Times knows, right? <laughs> Odin knows all of the events of Ragnarok yep. and is like trying to prevent it. But it's like, it's this big just cycle of things. And so it very much, and, and I think that's one of the big things to kind of like lean into and, and take away is that like, regardless of what we say, we're not going to be completely right. right. We're not going to be able to, because like even God of War 2018, like did enough to mess with those preconceptions of what we should know that like, it's really difficult to just guess. Cause for instance, like in the original Norse mythology, like Magni and Modi Thor's mm-hmm. previously mentioned children, they're alive. And like Ragnarok. Thor, Thor is dead mm-hmm. in Ragnarok. Him and the world serpent go at it. But like Magni and Modi continue on. Well, in 2018, they died. Yep. Um, I mean, maybe they didn't. Who knows? But like they like presumably died. And so it's like, it's this changing of things. Like they're very comfortable, like shifting things and they're being stuff that is standardized but in how is it being presented mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to tell so um so, so yeah what were you going to say Corey? uh well in regards to the norse mythology um uh, another podcast that i listened to that they did this and i thought it was an incredible idea so i'm doing it about i'm reading neil gaiman's norse mythology ahead of yeah, time yeah uh, for yeah. this um that way i can just be caught up on that but um which i should also do too uh, as if as if i needed a reason to read neil gaiman but they they, they talked about um specifically magni and modi at the end yep. of ragnarok thor's thor is dead and they lift the hammer together because together they are worthy but um i i heard that so i went and read and researched and some of that and some of it was like the blood of magni and modi that together were worthy and i'm like well Technically, Kratos and Atreus carry 
separately the blood of Magni and Modi on their hands. And I wonder if they yeah. together are worthy to wield Mjolnir by the end. Um, that is something I think that will happen is that Kratos or Atreus or in some way, shape or form, um, you will wield Mjolnir um, in this game. I can't see any reason. I mean, I can see every reason why they wouldn't, but also every reason why uh, they would give us that weapon. Um, regardless, yeah. outside of the story, the graphics, and like the pure spectacle that is God of War uh, 2018 and the previous ones, I think most people can agree like combat has always been this team's like bread and butter i would say like they get it they get and like they understand the weight of the movements like the power behind kratos and what he can do and i feel like they have reveled in creating incredible set pieces incredible weapon and gameplay design that in my opinion there's i can't see a world where they don't give you mjolnir to wield in some yep. capacity, whether for a brief time, whether you get you know two thirds into the game, you get it, something along those lines. Um, and I think that is going to be sick. Um, but I I fully expect like that to be either I expect that to be a dual thing between Kratos and Atreus. Yeah, yeah. So here here is where my head is. Okay. Like, talk to me. Give me if. If I were to, which granted it's not going to cover every little thing because I can't, I can't keep track of every single possible mythological thing that could happen. Right, right. Um, but my my thinking comes from the perspective like God of War being a huge, being just a massive property, mm-hmm. and the idea of um, Kratos being killed off, like even for good reason, even if it's like this brilliant decision, it's a difficult thing. I think to market going into another game where like somebody's like not so sure. And then it's like, Oh, it's God of war, you know, or like if it's God of mischief, like they changed the entire thing. I think potentially that there is going to be a spinoff series of Loki, like a God of mischief type spinoff. And there will be a God of war um thing the main reason thinking i think that there will be some sort of like time stuff oh, going yeah. on in ragnarok um because you see like we haven't seen a ton of her but loki's like in mythology wife yep. angraboda yes. she's shown in the game mm-hmm. she's there but she's also a child mm-hmm. um and so it's you know it's possible that like it's possible in the game, everybody goes forward. We skip forward. Who knows? But I think there's also a possibility there that like, what if, what if, um, Kratos and Atreus get separated in some way. Like Mm -hmm. Atreus is sent back in time and lives out all of these, like, parts of mythological history like giving like doing all of these things like all of these things that he's known to do in the mythology sent back and and whatever like i've seen theories of some of the stuff potentially happening or that did happen in god of war um even in 2018 could have been done by a future loki atreus like i think there's 
Right. That like there's there's some stuff that's still like even by the end of 2018 was like it wasn't really answered. Yep. So I mean there's some suggestion that maybe like okay, somebody somebody's back there. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um but I think that there's the possibility that you could see that um and I think that like it would allow them to potentially like explore Loki's origin style mm-hmm. whatever it could also just be like some sort of thing where he's thrown back maybe it's like a i don't know maybe it's like a separate atreus thing he's thrown back over here but you continue on and um who knows i mean um, it could be it's they reach the end of the game and like oh we have to like do x and y and it's like the only way to do that is for kratos to carry on and loki to go back and it's like Kratos being like, I trust you. Like you're, you are a grown man now. Like you can do this on your own kind of a thing. And we will like see each other again, kind of a thing. Um, I could see them taking that route as well, potentially um, with, with those two characters, like you said, creating kind of a spinoff, a, you know, God of mischief or um, Loki or something along those lines and still keeping Kratos. I still, it it feels right at the moment, in my opinion, just for Kratos to be retired. I mean, we have the greats of, you know, Nathan Drake from Uncharted is retired. I won't spoil how he is, but, you know, there there won't be an Uncharted 5 um, with him. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. think. Um, Joel has been retired. Won't get into that either. Um, but it, it feels like the moment for a new wave of, you know figures in gaming and Atreus Loki um, feels like that next step. Also random thing that I'm not thinking about because tier is a big thing in this game um, because in God of War 2018 tier is sorry, I'm, I'm rambling, but this just crossed my mind and I have to get it out now. Um, tier. I don't know if it's presumed dead through 2018 or missing or what the, yeah. the impression of yeah. the game feels like they're like, Oh yeah, no, he, he died somehow. Um, trailer show Papa is alive. Yeah. Uh, Atreus and tear have the exact same hair color. Um, just pointing it out. Um, tear is also half giant, I believe in Norse mythology. Um, yeah. And is also the God of War. Could Atreus also be Tyr as the same time he is Loki? Wouldn't that be the ultimate God of Mischief move? Yeah. I mean, and you're not wrong. Like, there could be... I mean, it... He has the knowledge of It comes back around to, like, what is... What is the phrasing and, like, perception of God of War? Because, like, I mean, I legitimately think the end of God of War likely is, like a form of Ragnarok happens. Mm -hmm. It isn't the end of the world, but it's the end of this world. It's the end of like this pantheon and potentially whoever's there, like maybe it's Freya, maybe like they take up and they rebuild this thing. And then potentially Kratos takes up the mantle. I mean, in the same way that like he wasn't God of the God of war at the start of God of War. Oh, like, no. Ares was the God of War. He became the God of War. And in the same way, like, he could take up the mantle from Tyr mm-hmm. to then become, like, to then settle himself there. And for all and for all we know, what, it, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of, like, split thing where it was, like, 
a version of Atreus, maybe is sent into the past to fulfill all of these things that had happened. And maybe mm-hmm. he is Tyr. Maybe Tyr yep. is the culmination of all of that. And he lives this life to achieve all these things because of that. And then current Atreus wanders off to actually fulfill his own destiny. Yep. Like Kratos stays behind to be this Norse God of war to help rebuild things alongside like whoever he's with. And then Atreus wanders off into Egypt yep. to like continue his destiny. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, and I think that that's the fun thing is like, you can't look at Norse mythology and just read it and be like, okay, I know what's going to happen yep. because Reality is you don't like it's not going to happen that yeah. <laughs> that way. So, um, so yeah, Corey, um, do you have anything else like big that you're that you're thinking? Um, anything else big? I'm curious to see um, if we actually fight Odin in this. Or, yep. you know, Norse mythology, isn't it Fenrir just eats him or something like that? Uh, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. I know. I know. So Fenrir eats Tyr's hand. Yes. That happens. Tyr offers it to um, him, though, for the mistreatment yeah. that they gave him. Right. And Fenrir and Odin have their battle, but I don't know. I, I don't know how that ends. Okay. So it feels like Thor, Thor and Odin have been set up as the two, you know, big bad evil guys for uh, this game. Right. But it definitely feels like Thor is the big fight, in my opinion. Yeah. Odin doesn't seem, I mean, Odin is, you know, the all father, all powerful, whatever you want to call it. But it doesn't feel like it quite has the weight. It could just be like the current MCU uh, conception that's been introduced of like Thor. It feels like Thor is that dude. I mean, he kind of is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I feel, I can't, I can't put a, my finger on the fight. Okay. Are we going to fight and kill Odin? Or is that just going to like happen? Like him and Fenrir are duking it out off to the side kind of a thing. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, the only other thing I'm very curious about is what is Freya doing? Um, because she is yep. the ultimate, yep. like, you know, WTF is going to happen. Is she going to come after Kratos and Atreus because you kill her son, even though her son's trying to kill her? Um, is she going to join up with Odin and um, Thor? Which it kind of, the impression I get is that she does, um, at least yeah. early on, because yeah. she can draw her sword. Um, which she wasn't able to do in God of War 2018 due to a curse placed on her by Odin. I'm, I'm more of like, okay, you know, how she's in a tough spot, in my opinion. Do Does she stay with her abusive family who ostracized her, exiled her, and essentially stripped her of a majority of like her abilities and powers? Or does she side with the man and boy who killed her only son, even though that guy, Balder, was barking mad and also was killing her when. He did right. that. Yeah. Um, I, I am very excited to see what's going to happen there. You, it's, it sounds like lore wise, the game is banking on that. All the Valkyries are freed. Cause it also shows that you fight two at one time, which sounds like a nightmare. Um, <laughs> like a literal, like, please don't do, this. please don't make me do this kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, that is the one thing where I, 
can't put a great guess on or like a or a solid idea um, along with the Odin fight. Um, so the two things I can't um, is like what what's happening with her? Where is her not allegiance? Because I don't think anyone's going to have her allegiance, but it's like where will her passion like drive her by the end? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Anything yeah. anything on you? We no. I think, um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously whatever happens is gonna, they're going to tease whatever comes next. Um, oh, yeah. and it could be, I mean, could be literally anything. So I'm excited about it. We'll find out mm-hmm. in a month ish, give or take some days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey, um, this has been fun. This I've enjoyed it. It's been a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. Where can people find you this week if they want to find you this week? Um, people can find me specifically this week and this week only over at hash slinging thrasher on Instagram um, or over on Twitter at stay thrasher. But always, 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 always uh, go follow our Twitter account, uh, arcade underscore cozy. And for this week and this week only, Chris, where can our peeps find uh, you? You can find me for a limited time at four point pixel. On Instagram, four point pixel on Instagram. Yes, yes, I said it twice. Um, at Swiss Von Joe on Twitter. And uh, you can also find us at Arcade Cozy on Instagram. You can email us questions, concerns, comments, uh, other questions at uh, arcadecozy at gmail.com. And uh, intro, outro music by Johnny Be Good, 89. Find him 89. on Instagram. Um, but yeah, Corey, next week, more Overwatch probably. probably. Other stuff too. Plus more Overwatch. Um, Is it what, what's today? What's today? The seventh. Okay, so it's not next week. It's the next that Plague's Tale Innocence comes out. <laughs> and your boy is hype. Um, very nice. I'm very, very excited for that. Um, that might be I pull a sickie that day. Um, yeah. If my boss listens to this, some... which there's no reason you should be listening to this, uh, please ignore statement. I didn't I say was it. at work that day. Um, yeah, but yeah, Corey, until then, next week, who knows? Uh, this has been Arcade Cozy. Life is hectic. Why should your hobbies be too? There it is. Love you guys. Bye bye. Have a good week. <laughs>